Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. It is Thursday, October the 19th. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. I have a nice slab of ribs. I was out at the uh, Pumpkin Patch the other day, Hassel, where they've got the uh, like the the store where they do all the homemade stuff, you know. And I bought some hot honey. You know, hot honey. Is? Yeah, I got yeah. some of that at home. That's good yeah. stuff. I'm gonna put that right over that slab of fairway ribs, and it's just gonna soak into that meat. You got what I do you got there? Uh, baby back. You got spare. Baby, I like baby backs. I, prefer I do too. Baby backs. Uh, yeah. We're a baby back family. Fairway's like got the, the uh, meat. extra meaty ribs. You ever had those? Oh, yeah, I have had those mm. in Fairway. Yeah. Fairway's somehow able to find the, the pigs with the extra meat on them. But by the way, how about Van Wink just rubbing it in our faces that he's got one of those new Iowa Everywhere hats? I got yours right here, buddy. Is it's, it's, it's in the mail with the Fairway meat box. I'll see it in a year and a half. I'm sending it today. He, I have one, Great. too. It's, it's upstairs, but I had to show off my bald head. Wait, yeah, is my... Is my hat the same as yours, Van Wink? Um, it's a little different. Mine's all blue, and yours has a white back. You, what, what, you gave me the El Cheapo? Well, I got two different styles. You like mine better? I want the one on your head. Okay. I'll get you, <laughs> Why I'll do get you, you always have to be like this, Chris? Why can't you just be like, I gave you, Matt. That was really kind of you. Williams has the one I have, so if Williams wants to what? trade. Wait a second. I chose. He gave me an option, and I picked the all blue one. Wait, so I'm going to be the only one without the all blue one? Now, Aiden know. has the white one. Yeah, you you so me and Aiden are stuck with the white come, one. Come live in Iowa and Jesus you get first Christ. pick. Welcome to two guys named Chris. Hey, did you did you hear? Channel C got a shout out on the Murph and Andy show. <laughs> I didn't hear it yet, but you told me that. So they were talking about somebody impregnating a lot of women. Is that yes, what happened? Yes, who were they talking? Oh, Evander Holyfield. And they were talking about how he has um, uh, spread his seed... 
all around the world in his day. And Andy goes, yeah, he's a channel seedsman. <laughs> so Andy's a loyal listener to the program. Shout out to Andy. As is, as is Keith, I think. Although Keith, Keith does this thing where it's really funny to me. He won't listen to our show until it's like two or three days old. Because he's afraid yeah. that what we say could seep into what he says on his show. So and his ideas. I get it though, because when I did the afternoon show after theirs mm-hmm. on KXNO, you didn't want to listen to their show. Ahead what of time? I did though is I didn't listen to their open because that's generally the most opinionated portion of the show. Uh huh. And then you know their show has a lot of like built-in segments and stuff, and I felt like it was less infiltrating in my mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I I was kind of the same way because I always listened to their show. Driving home, I would listen to their open after mine for the same purpose. So I get it. I respect that. I don't respect it at all. I listen to his show every day. No matter what we're doing, shouldn't matter. Uh, Quentin has a question, an important one, he says. Why does Hassel never read any ads? It's a really good question. Uh, And the answer is because he's not trusted. Not trusted? I mean, you're going to be like, uh, we're going to be doing a great pitch for, you know, our ki- our friends at Kitchen Refresh, and then you're just well, going to get all selfish, and you're going to start bitching about, like, you, well, they're not doing my kitchen. Why should I promote them? They're not. Because they're great sponsors Isn't of the program. Isn't that a legit beef? I mean, you're out no. there. You, you do the read because you're getting your kitchen redone. Chris, it's not always not. all about you, Okay. Why does it always have to be all about you then? If it can't, well, do you want to do some me? ad reads? I'll gladly let you no, do no, some of these. It's all about you. You're getting the them to come in there and all right, refresh do, your kitchen. Do a good solid one for Channel Seed right now that doesn't have to do with spreading. Well, hang on, uh, semen all throughout the world. I just gave them the best <laughs> they could possibly ask for because Andy <laughs> listens to our show and I heard it on their show and they're getting free advertising over there. That's uh, as good as it gets. Keith is watching on YouTube. He said, let's just cut to the chase here. When does the placenta talk begin? By Did the you way, see we, the placenta the, talk is infiltrating other national radio programs because of that teen mom gal. Did you see what and the Mike teen Golick mom? Jr.? Yeah, Golick's talking. Golick knows that this is hey, this we, is my space. Yeah, the placenta text Golick is mine. and say to stop stealing your shit. Okay. Yeah. It all happened when our listener down there in Durham at the Duke-Notre Dame game was like, Hey, Golick, eat the placenta. And now a few weeks later, he's talking about about it on his program. So, no, this this gal from Teen Mom, did you see this? Yes, I did. It became like national news this week. This, This placenta talk is really spreading. People want that in their sports talk radio. The, the gal from Team Mom apparently has like five kids. Is she still a teenager? She, she's not. But she, um, I, I believe what happened here is she, she saved the placentas from all of her kids and grinded them all up and had a smoothie and drank the placentas from all of her babies. And that's it right there. I believe. This is a form of cannibalism, I heard. Well. Yeah, oh, that's gross. I, I mean, and there's a little. See, it's like red colored. There's a little bit of blood mixed in with yeah. the placenta. 
Hey, <laughs> hey. That's what I'm talking about. There you go, brother. We did that just for you. One pride Hawkeye. No, I'm not a trader because I've got the, the Notre Dame hat. It has the Lou Holtz glasses on it. That's for my Lou Holtz impersonation. I'm not a, I'm not a trader. Speaking of being traders, uh, I, I've, I've always been a open closet, but not. I guess I'm not a closet Florida State fan if I'm open about it. I'm so jealous of you this weekend. Night game at Doak is one of my bucket lists, and you're going to get to experience it this weekend. I can't I'm wait. I'm so jealous. Looking forward to getting there. My uh, my producer at CBS Sports HQ went there, and he's like, "You're gonna, oh, you're gonna love it." He's uh, like seething at the mouth. It's like, oh, it's the greatest, it's the greatest entrance in all of football. Oh. It is, man. When the chief comes out and he's got the spear, oh my gosh, I get goosebumps just thinking about how awesome it is. I I do hope that Duke can keep it close, and it's a. It's is an the quarterback game. playing? Well, Mike Elko, Duke's head coach, says that Riley Leonard, there's a good chance Riley Leonard plays. Now, it's a high ankle sprain, so he's not going to be um, anywhere near 100%, which which hurts. I, I think if he's 100%, they have a chance in this game. I, the lines, I saw it last at 13, 13 and a half. Um, I, the thing is, though, Duke is, Duke's a lot like Iowa. They, they at least against, well... Iowa of years past where they don't get blown out like Mike Elko has lost five games in his career all of them by eight or fewer so all of them by a by a possession and Matt no I'm not taking the private jet to the game uh in fact it's the almost the exact opposite I'm driving to the game uh Tallahassee is six hours from here Tallahassee feels like it's not even in Florida in a weird way. It is almost. I mean, it's basically Florida, Georgia, Alabama. That it's up, it's up on the Panhandle, and I'm way down here in South Florida. Matt's playing the Florida State entrance. This is the entrance my buddy sent me. I think I, this is the Notre Dame game from. We're all nine friends years here, ago. right? Yeah, we're all friends. Sometimes. I'm I am erect. <laughs> Matt, yeah. I can, Matt pulled this up and it moved. <laughs> you just have it. You have something. You're probably racist, but it, you, the Braves and Seminoles. <laughs> it's it's really tomahawk like, chop. It really is natural why I'm a Braves fan because you know my mom. She's from South Carolina. Big fan of the Cox. Loves. The Look Cox. at Brian Kelly's all pissed off in this video. There's like an Irish flag over the top of him. He's all pissed off. yelling at the ref. Where are we, we going to go out there or not? Let's go. Let's go. What are you doing? No, so I, I've told the story of why I think our audience will all appreciate this. I was 10 years old living in southwest Iowa, and I hated Nebraska more than I liked anything. I, I mean, I was an Iowa fan, but I hated Nebraska more than I liked Iowa at that point in my life mm-hmm. just because of all the people I had to deal with. And Florida State kicked their ass in the Orange Bowl. It was like 1994, I think, and I'm sitting there watching it with my dad and, the, and they're doing this tomahawk chop and they got these badass uniforms yeah charlie ward's playing i'm like hell yeah i like this team they just kicked the shit out of nebraska and that's no. why i like started following them right there as a kid they were my second favorite team in college football yeah very I, natural. I, I wore florida state gear because it was so cool i had a sweatshirt my favorite sweatshirt it just had a huge uh <laughs> you know their logo the big face yeah, the painted face that was on my sweatshirt. I, I had wore a that around Peter Rourke proudly. jersey. I remember it like they were they 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 epitomized cool. Yeah, they were the nineties 
team. Yeah. Now, if like they would play Iowa State, I wouldn't root for them. No, like it's not. But like I, if they're on like like Saturday night, I will have that game. I'll have my three TVs going. That'll be the main game. It's seven thirty Eastern time, six thirty Central. Uh, Florida State's unbeaten. Duke only has that one loss to, to Notre Dame when uh, they gave up the fourth and 16 run to Sam Hartman. So, yeah, looking forward to getting there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm driving. And it is the worst drive. Like, you think, like, driving through the Midwest is bad? People always make the joke about driving through Nebraska. This is way worse. Driving through Florida on the interstates here, you don't see anything. There's no hill. There are no, there's no elevation gains or drops. There's no cornfields to look at. It's just interstate and then like the walls on the side of the interstate. You don't see anything. Yeah, I hate I'm with T Baker on our chat. I hate driving in Florida. I don't know what it is about Florida. I mean, if you're on the A1A, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. But if That's, you're on the interstate, it's ugh. it's terrible. Is it cuz of all the old people? No, it's not. Honestly, the, the old people stay off the interstates. They're too scared of the interstates. Because yeah, because they're just in their homes. Yeah. If you're not driving 20 miles over the speed limit, you're getting passed. Can we get like road trip updates from you? Oh, great idea, Matt. Matty Van Wink's bringing it. I don't know if my head is in it. So, so originally, I submitted a flight. But it was going to cost me $1,500 to take Delta... <laughs> To get to Tallahassee. I was going to have to fly through Atlanta to get to Tallahassee. And they said... It just seems like a bad idea, too. They said... If you uh, have that connection, because something could happen, uh, and then you're... Well, that's really the only way to get there. They said, well, there's this American flight that's $500 cheaper. You can take that. And I'm such a Delta loyalist that I said, nope, I'm going to drive. Completely out of control. <laughs> Just completely out of control. That like that you would let a airline dictate your entire Look, life like that. It's uh, but, awful. But Williams, I'm I'm basically flying first class everywhere. I'm I'm getting pampered. I go to American. I'm sitting in Gen Pop next to the latrine. It's got to be like a forty-five minute flight, like tops. I'm, what are you talking? I told you you can't fly there direct. Yeah, you got to well, go. How long is Atlanta? it to Atlanta? How long Actually, the flight is? Well, the American flight had to go through Charlotte. That the so flight what, to Charlotte, would, the flight Pops. to Charlotte would be probably an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. Oh, and you have to and then the flight coach. from Charlotte to Tallahassee would be an hour. Oh, you poor little thing, that you would have to fly and sit back with the minions and coach for an hour. No, I can't do that. So you can't you can't drive to Miami and then fly Miami to Tallahassee. Yeah, but that's your back trip. I'm, I'm driving mm -hmm. an hour and a half down to Miami, true, dealing true. with that big airport, and then taking a budget airline direct to Tallahassee. At that point, it's going to take me six hours. Yeah, I, so I might I as would, well just drive. And you're not by driving. You're not at the mercy of the airlines if they cancel the flight yeah. or something like that. I mean, you have a game to get to. So I'll so. Uh, I'll I'll drive and I'll I'll listen to. Uh, you know, legends and listeners and firmly entrenched in my Hey, hands. I got one for you. Um, I'm interviewing Jess Settles after the show today. Jess for a CW pod. Love Jess Settles. You're going to talk Hawkeye talk, basketball with him? We're going to talk that and then just like general college basketball too. Like, I was actually going to bring this up to you in, in our uh, other segment, but I'll just bring it up now. 
it the like the conference media days and stuff are kind of happening and man it, it's just the sport has changed so much and it's not necessarily a, a bad thing but there's just like no buzz for it because you just for most of these teams like the fans don't know who the play the diehards like a lot of our listeners know who all these guys are but like that's not the general population mm-hmm. that watches games well, and my biggest problem is with with college basketball season this time of year is is get out of, get out of here. Like I, I wish it wouldn't start so early. Like don't well, that, start in November. We're right in the heart of college football season. We've got a six and one Iowa. We got Iowa State that's three and one in the Big Twelve. What are we doing? I don't want to talk college basketball. Well, for the first time in Cyclone Fanatic, we didn't send anyone to Big Twelve media days, and it's not because. It doesn't matter. It's just like Iowa State at its media day like five days ago. Like we're not going to learn anything different about the, all we're going to do is, you know, have a ton of expenses. And like it, it's just weird. Like these teams in general, Iowa hasn't gotten this way as much, but I would say it's more interesting this year because there's like, you know, you don't have that one guy that everybody's going to pay attention to. But like these teams, like they're now turning over seven, eight players every year mm-hmm. where these most, most fans don't know who the teams are until they play their first like three games, you know, yeah. cause they're always against these shitty teams that nobody cares about. So they, they probably don't even watch half of them. Uh, and it's just a, it's a weird thing. So I'm going to talk to Jess about just like the changing landscape of college basketball. And yes, we will talk about Iowa too. Cause that's obviously his, his bread and butter. And I might try and sneak in a Chris Kingsbury story. As well, because I mean, he was, those he was never get my favorite player growing. And I, I would say the majority of Iowa fans that are my age, anywhere right now between, you know, late thirties, late forties, Chris Kingsbury was their favorite player. Yeah, he was incredible. All right, um, Iowa State has an off week. Good to go into the bye, feeling good. Iowa and Minnesota are fixing to play. One of the ugliest games in the history of college football. If you go by, can we get an update total. on the spread? Can we get a live spread for the the total, which c- could end up setting another record this week? Let me pull up my Circa app right here, and I will get you the absolute latest number. But uh, Hassel, I've noticed a big change in you this week. You, you're completely flip flopping everything that you've been saying for the last year about Iowa football, and, I, and I'm happy for you. As a friend of mine put it to me, these Iowa fans are finally to the acceptance stage of grief. You know, you were like mad for a while. You were sad for a while. You were denying it for a while. Now you guys have just finally accepted what I've been saying for a while. Just embrace it and go go 10-2, quit pitching, and then you'll figure everything else out after the season. Congratulations. I'm, finally, I'm glad that you're finally there. Yeah, I, I I do feel like I have moved into a different headspace just in the last week with this team. I wasn't there until they went to Wisconsin and beat them. And we talked on Monday's show about how, you know, th- this is a one-week thing for me. Like I, I, I decided after that game, I'm going to be 100% positive about Iowa this week. And I didn't know, and I still don't really know how it's going to go moving forward, but I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm more impressed than I am frustrated because 
I think the injuries have a lot to do with it, but just the uniqueness of this whole thing. That that Iowa's offense can be this bad and they can still win games with a quarterback throwing for 34 yards and really not even feel challenged in a game like that. So here's where I am. And I have an analogy. I would compare where I'm at mentally to a coach of a kid or a guy, let's just say a star player, who just shows up late to meetings, sometimes doesn't even come to practice, certainly doesn't give his all in practice. But man, when the game comes... This guy or gal is lights out. Always comes through, or at least has been coming through in the game. So you know what? If you're going to show up, if you're going to if you're going to follow through, if you're going to get it done, I'm not going to get on you about what you're doing elsewhere. But as soon as you fail, as soon as you lose, I just that changes. I fail to see the difference between now and like any time in the last two years. Like, what has changed? Because they beat a average Wisconsin team. Here's what's changed. <laughs> Here's what's changed. Okay. All the injuries. Yes, that's very legit. No, give them credit for that. Absolutely. And and getting this deep into it now, we know it. It's not going. It can't get better. Like offensively, it can't get better. Last year, we at least were like, oh, God, just put in Joey Labus and let's see what he's got. Maybe. <laughs> well, like, clearly he's not the answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, not to Ferentz. Just ask so, the coach. I, I just, at this point, as long as they keep winning, I, I'm going to try to just stay positive and accept it for what it is. I love it. Which is a, a team that is severely handicapped in one aspect of the game, but so good in a couple other aspects that they lean into those and are still able to be successful. And I the, the injuries are, are helping my mental state because like if they if, if they were doing this with a healthy Cade McNamara and Eric All and yeah, Luke Lachey, that's a different story. That's a different story because they 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 should be a lot better than this. But they're not. They're they're all gone. They they have nothing. And it's not going to change. And they don't care. They're just winning. So that that's why I've moved into this different headspace. But they go out there, they screw around and they lose to Minnesota at home. Things change. Okay. But I, I'm, I starting, make, I'm starting to get on the star who doesn't show up for practice. Yeah, I would just make the argument there, and this was going to be my my kitchen refresh. By the way, real quick before I get to that, the circle line right now, the updated over under is 31 and a half. So it's actually gone down since since Monday's show, meaning more people are betting the under. Uh, three and a half is the current line. Do you remember when I was when we were out there in March – or it was last year, it was last December, actually. I, I actually talked to Jeff Benson, uh, who does a lot of the odds-making at Circa, about we were talking about the Iowa-Kentucky Bowl game. What was the over-under in that? It had to be 
like in the low 30s, I would think. And we were discussing, like, how do you set a total for a game like this? Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to get action on both sides. And he basically told me, like, paraphrasing, you can go back, I'm sure the podcast is still up on our feed, but he's just like, at some point you can't go lower. Because everybody will just pile. Like, they want, you know, equal money on both sides. I think realistically that line should be in the 20s. I agree. (laughs) And I think that line of where you don't want it to go any lower, that line was at like 35, 34. And then, but now we have these two years where we've had all these 35s and 34s. Yeah. And it still goes under. So I would. This is my Kitchen Refresh segment, uh, kitchenrefreshiowa.com. We've actually had a lot of people from Iowa everywhere sign up with these guys, which is awesome. It's a great local company. A couple of brothers who do this. Uh, they've been in my house a couple of times measuring, doing oh, all that they? stuff. Yeah, it's been fantastic. They do phenomenal work. And they do it for like, like you can't, like most humans can't afford to just buy new cabinets for your house. It's like a hundred thousand dollar type deal. Like it's a it's an insane amount of money. These guys like basically take the what? guts of the cabinets that are already there. Yeah, it's a hundred thousand dollars to my get wife new cabinets. Just, my wife just got quoted at the vet clinic. It was like a hundred and some thousand just to get cabinets are crazy expensive, man. For like a normal house, it's probably fifty, sixty, seventy grand. Wait, for like wife, an average house. What do you mean she got quoted at the vet clinic? Yeah, her vet clinic. They needed new cabinets, and that's what cabinets oh, okay. cost. Okay. Not by I kitchen she refresh. Went to another vet's office to. Well, try like to... because no, like at their place, like the cabinets are literally falling apart. What kitchen refresh does is they come in and they just basically take off the exterior, but they keep mm-hmm. the guts of the cabinet, and that's why it doesn't cost as much. But anyways, okay. Um, the the I understand your take on the injuries. Like that changes everything because you're right. There's no. To quote our friend Brian, what is the upside? Like, there's no upside to Iowa's offense. Like, the upside would be if, like, the line just keeps getting, like, nastier and better and they can run, keep running the football. But, like, that's it. That's, that's without your tight ends, with this guy at quarterback, like, it is what it is. My kitchen refresh on Iowa today would be that you could lose this game theoretically. Maybe not Minnesota because they're just as bad on offense as Iowa is, believe it or not. Maybe a little bit better. We have the stats. But, like, you you could lose some of these games and nothing will change. And you're like, well, then I'll get critical again. But it's not going to be any different. Like, if a ball doesn't drop the right way on, uh, you know, if you miss a field goal or something like that, like, the offense, it, it, it it's really not dictated on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that doesn't So, mean... like, you're saying, like, okay, if they lose 9-6. to six, Yeah. Then I'm just saying, like, I'm okay, not going to be 100% positive again. anymore. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I will be critical. I'm not going to think this is going to change anything. I'm not going to suddenly think that I can like personally get through to Kirk Ferentz <laughs> to change things on offense. I'm just saying it's all fine and good. You, you, you beat Wisconsin. That's like, that is my biggest rival for Iowa in the Big Ten. Wisconsin, and I think a lot of other fans would agree. That is the team. That's like the measuring stick team for Iowa. You go in and you beat Wisconsin in their place like that, great. I don't care how bad the offense looks. If you keep winning, fine. So if you lose to Minnesota or one of these other games, I don't think you'll lose to Minnesota. They're, 
th- this is a good matchup for Iowa. If you would lose to one of these other teams that you're not supposed to, does that erase the, I think the it, goodwill? I think it, it's going to all depend on how it looks. Okay. I, and I, I, and I my don't point think is they're going to win out. Change. I, I and, do and think I, they're going to lose one of these games. Yeah, I kind of do too. It's just when you're playing with this short of games and possessions, when you but just know it, your offense isn't going to produce. Is it the Nebraska game when they've already wrapped up the Big Ten West? I don't know. I think we'd have to address it there. I, I it's that I I don't know how I'm gonna feel. All I'm saying is that I'm 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 not going to do the whole ripping Iowa's offense thing this week and maybe not I love it this until is they lose a game. Because the offense is the worst in the country and they're still winning. That that says something. It does. It says that they're somehow able to overcome a severe handicap. But this is t- like a this is like a, a this is a special story. This is like the the kid with with no legs that wins a, a national wrestling championship. The injuries have everything to do with it if I'm breaking down what you're saying. Ben Wink put together a nice graphic of Iowa and Minnesota offensively side by side. These are the worst two offenses in power five. And it's not hyperbole. They are ranked, especially the the passing games. Only the service academies pass for fewer yards than Iowa and Minnesota. And just look at the completion percentage at 45.6%. Minnesota's numbers are significantly better there. Completion percentage, passing yards per game. But that shows you how far down both of these teams are as Minnesota's only one spot ahead of Iowa. That picture of Deacon Hill that Van Winkle has, it it looks like he's got a rocket launcher and he's just ready to just (laughs) beam it at a receiver's face as hard as he can. I do want Van Wink to play the clip of Kirk Ferentz this week talking just again, burying... A backup quarterback. This poor this is Joey like the, Labus. This is like the third straight year Ferentz has done something like this. I think this was Scott Doctorman with the question to Ferentz. How far would you say that Joey, Joe Labus, who did start a bowl game and mm-hmm. won that game, didn't have a turnover that day? Yeah. Um, how far would you say that the separation is between those two? I, I don't know if I want to put a gauge on it. And really, game action determines everything eventually. But I, I just say this I know that discussion floated out there last year, and I think. You know, I hate to say this in a negative way, but I think uh, we all saw, you know, when Petrus got knocked out, we saw maybe why we were playing Petrus. And, you know, I went through that discussion last year. I mean, Petrus was our quarterback in 20. It looked pretty good with him playing back there. You know, offense is a team thing. It takes a lot of things to go together to make it work. Defense is the same way. I mean, it's really uh, a lot of intricate things that work together or don't work together, and it's a very delicate thing. So, um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I just love how he uses Spencer Petrus as the bar, you know, like, <laughs> well, what I don't I mean, get we is, saw it with Petrus and we put him in and we all saw why we stuck with that guy. And, and again, I'm, I'm trying to say a hundred percent positive here. So I don't, I don't want this to, to seem like I'm, I'm being negative about it. I just, I'm questioning why he, why Kirk Ferentz answers these questions in in this way and specifically Joey Labus he he wasn't asked about Alex Padilla they got a free right? up cap room 
Labus is out. This new other kid, this red shirting, he's the guy next year. Labus won't be there. Now, well, when Joey Labus played in the bowl game, I don't think anyone can make the argument that he didn't look substantially better than Deacon Hill at any point has looked this season, right? I mean, you look at his numbers last season, 14 for 24, 139 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Pull up, Van Wink, why don't you pull up Deacon Hill's stats for this season and just a comparison to what Joe Labus did against a really good, I mean, Kentucky's a really good defense. Kentucky's a lot like Iowa is. Mark Stoops is a defensive guy. I, I don't understand why Kirk Ferentz took it in that direction. Like, oh, you saw why. Yeah, not, but he well, said... With Alex Padilla, yeah, but not with Joe Labus in the bowl game. Joe he Labus said was to fine. start the comment, though, he goes, I don't mean to be negative. So after that, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> it's like when you say, with all due respect, you can just say whatever you want after it. All right, so this season, Deacon Hill, 27 for 70. That's 39%. 311 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Look at the rating at just under 80. Joey Labus last year rating 120.7. The completion percentage, 58%. I mean, it's not even close. So I, I, th- that's, I don't understand why Ferentz took it in that direction. Like, no, we did not see that it was obvious why Joey Is Labus, Labus was not playing. Is Labus a bad guy, Labus was... Labus like was background? fine. Like I he mean, didn't, he didn't like go out there in the bowl game and look like Drew Tate did when he first came out and was just throwing it all over. But he did a fine job. Didn't turn the ball over. I mean, the and the numbers compared to Deacon Hill are not close. So I, I do wonder what the difference is. Yeah, did we not know something? Right. I don't know. Has has he turned into what Alex Padilla turned into, which was a guy that knew his place on the team and knew he was not long for Iowa City and really, uh, from everything we heard, he really didn't, he wasn't bought into the team. And I think that's one of the main reasons why he didn't succeed and why he didn't get in there for Petrus. Or is it just the fact that Kirk Ferentz, once he puts a guy in, I mean, that, that guy basically has to be carted off the field or his entire eligibility has to expire for him to be taken out. Yeah, it's it's certainly a... But you know what it is, though? I, I know what it is. Deal. I know what it is. What's that? Deacon Hill's winning. They're winning games with Deacon Hill, so he doesn't care. It does not matter how bad he's been. As long as they're winning. This is the same conversation fine. we had a year ago. We're right back there. But were they winning like this last year? I what 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 did they start last year? They had to be close to this. I mean, they lost to Iowa State, but Yeah. They, they weren't what? I don't think they were sitting here at six and one. They weren't, in fact. They they had a really tough start to the season last year. Weren't they like three and three at this point? I don't. I don't remember. All I know is it always the Iowa schedule from last season. Look at this; it's totally different. Williams, you're out of your goddamn mind. Okay. A year ago this weekend, they lost at Ohio State fifty-four to ten. I forgot about that. To fall to three and four overall and one and three in Big Ten play. This is not the same 
arguing right. his last. I stand season. corrected. It just Thank it you. seems like we've been having the same conversation for a long time. Well, not really. I mean, the the offense has been really bad for a long time, and we've. We've talked about backup quarterbacks for a long time, and Ference has been burying backup quarterbacks for a long time. I want to know about the... <laughs> what? I, if I were in the Iowa media, just to have some fun, I would just ask Ference about every quarterback on the roster and just let him throw them all under the bus. <laughs> oh, he sucks. Well, I'd be silly to go with him. I mean, I, I'd have to I mean, be what's the upside? Like? Totally insane. <laughs> To bench. Remember the, a couple weeks ago? Was it the Michigan State game? Deacon Hill was like one for 10 at halftime. And so clearly the first question that had to be asked after the game was like, yeah. what was the thought process sticking with Deacon Hill? Like, did you think about going to a backup during the game? That'd be silly. I'd have to be a goddamn lunatic to bench Deacon Hill. <laughs> but hey. They're winning. They're six and one. They've got the inside track to win the Big Ten West. Yep, they're going to go I mean, to the Big Ten championship yeah, game. Well, they, they are. Honestly, they're going. Look, if they win all these games, they'll be in the Maybe college football the playoff. playoff. <laughs> they're not making the playoff. Well, if they win all these games, these last no five way games, they and will somehow get pull the, an upset, there's they no way be. they'll be in the top four. No. Ch- well, okay. Now, if they would win the Big Ten championship, yes. that's different. yes. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, come on. They're not gonna. They'll be if they win these they last like five games. They have like four first downs against Penn State. They're not going to the big. They're not going to beat Michigan or Ohio but, State. Hey, that was on the road. It was raining. It's just stop it. Everything and, went wrong. If Ohio, if they end up playing Ohio State, Ohio State's good this year, but they're not as dominant right. as so they've been. Would you guys the, stop it? They're not going to beat Michigan or Ohio Williams, State. Let's have a college football playoff conversation. I'm right, rooting fine. for Ohio State against Penn State this week because I think I think Penn State's better than Ohio State. I'm surprised at that line. What's Wouldn't that you line want at? Penn State to do it for Iowa's sake? If I mean, if you're talking playoff now for the no. Hawkeyes, no, 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 no. You don't want to play. You want to play, but you could avenge that loss, and you can show the voters, hey, look at where we are now with Deacon Hill compared to where we were with Cade McNamara. We're a different but team. He, in a perfect world. I think Penn State loses to Ohio State and Michigan. And then the the winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game plays Iowa. Iowa wins that. Goes to the playoff. <laughs> yes, we're talking about the college football playoff. Ohio State's favored by four and a half. I don't understand that. Penn State's been the better team this season. I'm I with you. I mean, just team. a lot of us just going off of Franklin against those teams in the past, in my opinion. I would play Penn State, too. Yeah. But he's been so bad against Ohio State and Michigan that, anyways, um, we'll we'll move on here. Uh, Want to give a shout out to our friends at Iowa Event Center, December seventh, Old Dominion. It's a country act. We've got Adam Sand. I want to go to this one. Adam Sandler coming up on November thirteenth, doing stand up Monday Night Raw, WWE, December eighteenth, and they've just got this one announced not too long ago. Kane Brown. Country Ooh, act I like coming. Kane Brown. You would. April what? 18th. Wait, what does that mean? I mean, it's kind of douche country. Kane Brown is douche country? Yeah. Yeah. 
I've got some famous friends you probably never heard of. Back in Rutherford Wait, County, is that a Gary Allen song? You haven't heard that famous friend song? No, that's that's Gary Allen right there, right? Where? No. That song you were just singing, that's a Gary Allen song. Famous Friends is a Kane Brown song. I'm just giving you shit. I'm just sitting here watching airplanes <laughs> take off <laughs> and fly. Uh, let's do it real quick. A cheers to the freaking weekend. Bye week. This is presented by our friends at Steeple Ridge Bourbon. They sponsor the CW Pod. Again, I'm doing that with Jess Settles later on this morning, talking some college basketball. I'm going to do a cheers to to you, Hassel, where I will watch the Florida State game. I'm going to be, I'm going to have Florida State game in the middle. I'm going to have the two Big 12 games because interesting Big 12 games, not not marquee Big 12 games, but both kick off at six on the other two TVs. And then I'm going to have the Dirt Track World Championship oh, as well. Dirty. I'm bringing in a fourth TV. This doesn't happen very often. Bringing in the fourth TV for the Dirt Track Late Model World Championship, the Lucas Oil Late Models. But, my friend, I am going to do the Learfield Sync so I can listen to your calls synced up with the TV while I'm watching my Seminoles beat up on the Dukies. And I'll be drinking my Steeple Ridge bourbon along the way. You know what I've That's learned That's my about cheers to the freaking weekend. I can't wait. I've learned about you that you... You really love when Iowa State is not playing a home game yeah. in football. It you changes my it. life. You can just do whatever the hell you want. You don't have to I mean, worry about I like, getting that camper up there. Home games are fun, but they are a lot of work. It's a whole event. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy just being at home on college football Saturdays. It's, it's a blast. <laughs> my dad really, uh, adding to the conversation here, asked me if that's nori on my shirt my dog <laughs> oh it's a this is a what is it robock robeck it's a brand reebok robeck robock what is, is it man wink angel you know what it is? it's an elitist uh it's an elitist brand like this shirt was like 150 dollars, and it's just a long sleeve shirt you wouldn't spend the extra 500 bucks on a plane ticket, but you're going to spend $150 on that shirt? Well, first of all, I'm just kidding about the price of this shirt. Second of all, I, I was the one that wanted to spend the extra money on the plane ticket, but they wouldn't let me because it was too expensive. They wanted me... There it is. Roback. See? How, how much, much of them shirts? How much is it, Van Wink? $78. $78? I didn't think For it that? was that expensive. But look... There's a little stripe on the back. You many diapers you can buy with seventy-eight dollars, Van Winkle? I don't need diapers. You got diapers for a month. I don't need diapers. What's your? Uh, what are you? Cheer- what are you gonna do your cheers to? Uh, I will do it to tonight. I've got the house to myself. Just oh. me and the dog. Um, we can do whatever the hell we want. Usually, on a Thursday night. I got to answer to the wife. I've got to have a conversation with her about a football game that I may or may not need to watch. I have to, you know, uh, say, sorry, I need to watch this game. And sometimes she'll say like, and don't you be going outside smoking a cigar either. I don't want you coming in here smelling up the bed. Now, tonight, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. I I could get to the pool. 
You're going to smoke like six cigars? No, see, but I've got to drive to Tallahassee in the morning. I can't be all hung over on c- cigar smoke driving six hours. That's why you just smoke black and milds. You're never hung over from those things. You have $600 I- of meat in that freezer. Can you at least cook some of that up, maybe? <laughs> there is zero chance that I cook anything tonight. Ben Wink, I don't cook, man. I what what I'll do is on my way home from work, I will open up my uh, Uber Eats app, mm. oh. and I will. Do you know how easy delivered. how easy it is to smoke meat? It's you not literally easy. Turn to it smoke on. Meat. You throw it on. You're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> your goddamn gore. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be cooking anything. I promise you that. I'm getting it delivered. Could be pizza. You know what I like getting delivered? It's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. What's that? It's nice. It's cheap. And it's always the same. Outback Steakhouse. Oh, that's good. Sirloin, baked potato, side salad. It's it's so cheap. I'll go to my grave. The, the, The salads at Outback Steakhouse are the best in the world. Well, I don't and, know what they, they also, do. And they give you that bread, that brown bread. Is this because the you Hawkeye? Bread? Is Three dollars. Has Outback Steakhouse brainwashed you because they've the Hawkeyes have no, been there I, eight of the last ten years? No. I, in fact, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that Iowa goes there all the time. But it's just blooming like, onion, and all those Iowa writers tweet about the freaking blooming onions. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand how they gouge you at some of these other places for food delivery. Like I'll order from the Thai place down the street. We'll get me and my wife. We'll each get our own thing. And it'll be like $95 getting it delivered out back on Uber eats. You get a steak, a baked potato, an entire loaf of bread and a salad. And it's like 17 bucks. That pisses me off too. Like I'll do it. Like for instance, last Saturday I was trying to, do all my work with the Iowa State game and I have my kids. So I did a Grubhub McDonald's mm-hmm. just for my daughters. I didn't get anything. I got like two Happy Meals. And I'm not kidding. It was like after you tip the driver and stuff, it was like 30 bucks. It was insane. Yeah, And the fries are all ridiculous. soggy. Yeah. Oh, it just pisses me oh, off. I was at work once when uh, one of our <laughs> one of our coordinating producers ordered nachos on oh god it's a bad idea like what what are you talking nacho you can't order nachos from a delivery service nachos is something you need to eat immediately matt do you have a cheers well you know what we williams you and i both have in common this weekend no cyclones no nfl but monday night football niners vikings coming up we're going we are that's that's this week yeah, it's on Monday. It's Monday, right. baby. Oh, God, We'll man. do the show, and then we're going to head up, head north. Do you, think, do you think Williams was erect Jeez. watching that uh, Florida State run out? Just wait till you see Van Wink in the same building bang, bang, as Brock Niner Purdy gang. and the 49ers. Bang, bang, Niner guy. God. Bang, bang, Niner guy. I can't wait. Bang, bang, if, there's, uh, if there's Vikings fans that are harassing you, I'm not even going to pull them off of you. Should I just bring a big boom box and just bump this going into the stadium? No. Not if you want to hang out with me. Wait, so you'll take Van Wink to a Vikings game against 
an opposing team, you know, Van Winkle's oh, the Niners. He's bringing three 49ers fans. He refused yeah. last year. Dave Zavolinski was like, yeah. hey, the no. Giants are coming to uh, to Minneapolis this year. You want to go to a game with me? Nope. And Williams didn't even respond to the text message. Absolutely not, Dave. <laughs> he didn't even entertain the possibility of going to a Vikings-New York game with Dave Zavolinski. To be honest, I really didn't even want to go to this one. Because I know that the Vikings are going to get killed. Like, it's just, although the injuries with San Francisco make it a little bit different, prime time. Yeah, and Brock Purdy has shown that he's actually not good last (laughs) week. I mean, now the book's out on him. He's, you know, he's he's probably not long for that starting job. Speaking of not good, uh, pulled some data here. What? Pulled a daddy? Data. Okay. Data? Whatever. Minnesota last one. In Kinnick, 1999, it was, I think, November 20th, 1999. <laughs> that the, was Kirk Ferentz's first season. The last The number one song in America was Smooth by Carlos Santana featuring Rob oh. Thomas. Yeah. Toy Story 2 was the number one movie. In America, the last time Minnesota won a game at Kinnick Stadium. Here's what I never understood either. The That song, Smooth, mm-hmm. it was billed as a Santana song where Rob Thomas, do you remember Matchbox 20? I mean, they're in like their, their big time back in those days. Yeah. But it was like when you heard it on the radio, it's like, ah, oh, Santana was smooth. He doesn't even sing it. It was a weird deal. That he, I felt like it was but always odd that he got isn't top Santana billing. just the guitar guy? Yeah. Santana's Santana, a way bigger legend than Rob Thomas, though. I would disagree with that. I but mean, he Santana's may be a bigger legend, thing, but I think Rob Thomas. singing. Yeah, Rob Thomas sings the song. Yeah, but isn't Santana, It's he's, he just plays... Santana is a top five guitar player of all time. Right. He doesn't. Rob Thomas not is not even in the top singing. hundred of singing. That's your opinion. I mean, this is an opinion show, Matt. You have a right to your opinion. I have a right to tell you your opinion is wrong. This was um, this was Kirk Ferentz's first year. They lost this game and they finished that first year one and ten. I, I looked at the box score. There were 55,000 fans there. There it is right there, 55,386. I was searching for video. This was so long ago, and Iowa was so bad. You can't even find video of this game on the interweb. There's no video. Minnesota had a running back named Cockerham. Was it the year after this that you guys won up in the Dome and those people got caught having sex in the bathroom and got like arrested No, that was... uh, that was like 2008, wasn't it? That wasn't. That was that was like the last game they played at the Dome. I was there, but that wasn't me in the bathroom. Yeah, Keith pointed out that that was Carlos Santana's first ever number one hit. He had to have Rob <laughs> Thomas do the singing to get a number one hit. I will say, oh, I had, he's an elite, elite I did musician. not know who Santana was until that song came out. Me neither. I had never heard of him either. Hassle. But he he was huge in like the seventies, wasn't he? Never had a number one hit without Rob Thomas. You got to bring in Matchbox Twenty to get to the top. <laughs> this life. Look at that. Look at the box score, though. <laughs> Iowa had three hundred forty passing yards in that game. Cockerman 
with 122. It's cocker ham. It's it's the penis of a ham. I was the sphincter. So there was this a guy. Laughing there was a guy last now. night. He posted. Uh, he, he sent the, a tweet to, I think all of us and Iowa everywhere, that he was uh, about ready to cook up some pork anus. And it was a, who did? Bo- it, it's I can't remember what his name was, but it was Boston. It was called. It said Boston, whole Boston, butt. And I was trying to go on the Iowa Everywhere page and give it some love and retweet it, quote tweet it, and it wouldn't even let me open it up. It said this is sensitive content. You can't open it up. So. I, the Iowa Everywhere, has, the handle, has some kind of setting where it's afraid of pork butt. That's all it was. It was just a picture of this guy. It just said pork butt. He said, I'm going to gonna roast some, some pork sphincter. And I couldn't even open it up. Couldn't even give the guy love because you guys have this set on some kind of Cracker Jack. You're worried about your kids getting into it or something. I, I, I don't I don't know. have that. Who sensitizes Twitter? Twitter does. No, 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 no. You do. No. But whoever's running that page. Well, that Liebel opened that page. It, so it's you're telling Aiden me it's matter the, the ones who run that. I don't. Matt, I don't run. What the is Iowa. this? Thing? Wait, what do you got on there? Some kind of child lock? I don't know. I'll look into it. But you better. That sounds weird. We've shared yeah. those before. I mean, All right. my my Twitter. You, you, there's no telling what you'll see on my yeah, Twitter. There's just sex. It's everywhere unbelievable. And there's drugs. no censorship. Like drugs, it's some you'll run into like a triple X porn. Oh, so I'll be scrolling down. All of a sudden, it's just porn, porn, and I'm at work. Maybe I need to put a lock on mine. Two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. We have a lot to get to and not a lot of time. Oh, Lebel, Lebel chimed in. <laughs> it was Lebel. He said, "Updating age restrictions <laughs> now." <laughs> Thank you, John. Thanks, Leaps. Appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, in the world of precision agriculture, aerial technology has taken flight. I've gotten a ton of response from these uh, Teraplex ad ag reads that we're doing. Yeah, uh, I actually was in Mount Air, Iowa, watching my nephew Nolan play football, eighth grade football the other day, and a farmer buddy of mine yelled at me because uh, he's been in the he's been shopping around for drones and he's going to give Teraplex Ag a call. That's a true story. That happened on uh, Tuesday. You Teraplex drove out Ag. of town com. What? to watch your cousin no, play my nephew. an eighth grade football game? Yeah, your my nephew, nephew. played eighth grade football so, game? So I did a doubleheader. year. And then my niece played, uh, she plays high school volleyball just right up the road in Osceola. So I, I did the double dip on. Oh, that two. sounds Volleyball is terrible. the best sport to watch when it's played well. Oh, my God, it's fun. They're you, really good you, too. My you niece went is way a out stud. of your way. You drove an hour away to watch a yeah. a, a niece nephew double header absolutely athletic event. Yes. Oh. Why wouldn't I do that? You oh. wouldn't do that for your nieces and nephews. You'd be like, oh, if Delta can get me there in first class, you freaking prick. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a lot. To watch an eighth grade football game and, yeah, and a he's high a school freaking volleyball stud game? too when he's when he's playing beating up on your hawks somewhere someday. You'll wish you had him. 
I don't know. I'm sure he'll, if he's any small. good, he'll be playing for the Hawks. Check out these he's awesome uh, really... ag photos from Terraplex, by the oh, way. Oh, cool. Yeah, good stuff. Drone photos from Harvest. Wait, so the, so the photos... They or the drones. They spray the field and they take photos. Yeah, you can. Well, there's different types that do different things, and yeah, it's it's changing the game, man. Agriculture is just it changes so much. I mean, these crop dusters are a thing of the past, and this is this is where it's at now. I still can't believe people are getting up in in prop planes <laughs> and crop. Du- Dude, I, just, I see I can't one. Believe it. The the fields around my house. There's a crop duster. You're a big crop dusting guy, aren't you, Hassel? Big crop dusting guy. Let's get to our top three games of the weekend, and then we'll get to our... We need to have some debates on our Circa Survivor and Circa Millions mm-hmm. plays for the week. Uh, there's, It's gotten really hard, it, which is this is fun when Survivor gets hard and you're, you're chess match. Let's get into our... Hassel, give me your top three games of the weekend, please. All right. I mean, this one, I'm, I'm kind of going off the, off the radar here, but I'm going to the MAC. Because we have two unbeaten teams in conference play squaring off. You got Miami, Ohio, three and zero in the East. You got like Toledo, three and zero in the West, six and one overall. I mean, this is as good as Maxion gets, really. Time out, real quick. Uh, yeah. Hot take: They've ruined Maxion now by putting all these games on Tuesday, Wednesday nights so early. Normally, I would think like, "Oh, this is great! I want as many games as possible." But it's made it not—it's made it not special to me now. What Saturday games aren't special to you? No, no. Because um, back in the day, it used to be like November hits and Mac games are on Tuesday, Wednesday, right? The Maction yeah. thing. Well, now there's college games on Tuesday, Wednesday every week now. So you're saying, well, that's Conference USA. You're saying Conference USA ruined it for you? Yeah, because I don't really, at the, at the end of the day, I don't care. It's just, it's like low major college football to me. But it, it doesn't, I'm not looking forward to Maction like I once did because of this. There you go. By the way, oh, uh, Miami, Ohio is 6-1 and one against the spread this year. That's a lock mm. of the week. Ooh. Oh, that's your lock of the week? Wow. I've won some they money are, on Miami of Ohio this year. They're getting two at home, right, against Toledo? I'd play Toledo. Toledo's a two-point favorite there. So that that but that game's on Saturday. So Williams doesn't want anything to do with it. He only wants his Mac games on. Tuesdays. Well, the problem is, it's just like I don't know what to do. But it's such a TV product now. Like Toledo, Miami of Ohio is going to have a way better experience for the players and fans being on a Saturday. Did yeah. you see that Sam Houston game last yeah. night? You're yeah. putting these games on Tuesday. It's when, a, it's nobody's there. Yeah, yeah. It's for TV. All right. So that's one. Oh, UTSA FAU. This is down here in Boca. Both teams unbeaten in the American. This is their first season in the American. They took their lumps in non-com, but in the American, here we go. UTSA is still a really good team. FAU has Tom Herman as the head coach. Uh, that good should game. be a, a That's really a good great game. one. Yeah, UTSA favored by three. And then my top game, I- I'm fascinated by this line. Utah at USC and the Trojans are seven-point favorites coming off that ass-kicking at Notre Dame. Utah is physical. Mm-hmm. They play defense. I'm really surprised that this isn't like a three-point line here. And it it makes me wonder if this is one of those fishy lines where you don't want to get hooked. I would agree with you wholeheartedly, and I also wonder 
about the status of that. You did you see the reports recently about Lincoln Riley in the NFL? Um, Caleb Williams has not had a great media week. It's just oh my where are God, they at? Caleb Williams is out there. Apparently, he wants ownership stake in a team it's that bad. drafts him. Jeez. So, like, I, how focused are they? I don't necessarily know. Utah still likely is not going to have Cam Rising. I mean, there's still he, he, every week he's day to day. So yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to play. But Utah still has been really good. I I don't know. I mean, just. I don't know where the money's going. Clearly, the Sharps must be on USC because I would think all the public money would be on Utah here if, if they know anything about Utah football. I'm going to take Utah just because I, I feel strongly that they can win this game. I, I think I'll take Utah money line mm. for a lesser amount. I mean, Kyle Whittingham is a the pound-for-pound pound top-five coach in college football. Oh, he's great. He's great. And, and Utah usually is a better team as the season goes on. Like they're always a team at the end of the year where I'm I'm wishing there was a 12 team playoff or a 16 team playoff because I feel like Utah is one of those teams that in December in November and December they could play with just about anybody. So that's my number 1 game of the week. All right, my number I don't have a they're not ranked for me but Penn State at Ohio State obviously this is the game of the week in college football. I'm with you. I would take the points here. You've been bitching for weeks about how I'm taking all the good games, so I I left you. I left you some good ones. Duke at Florida State. We already hit on that one. <laughs> Hassel's on the call. So good. And then, so this one's a sickos game, but let me explain why. TCU at Kansas State. It was last week. Kansas State quarterback Avery Johnson, who's a true freshman, came in in relief of Will Howard and had five rushing touchdowns. Jeez. Five against Texas Tech. Now, Chris Kleiman says he's going to play both guys this week, but this Avery Johnson, like, he chose Kansas, so he's a Wichita guy. He had huge offers. He chose to stay home. Hmm. We've got one look at him, but I think this guy could be, like, a next superstar in college football. How does Kansas State keep getting these guys? Like, how how does Kansas State recruit to Manhattan? I don't get it. I asked the question to Bloom earlier this week on our Cyclone Fanatic pod, and, and he pointed out how much money is in that area of Kansas with, like, mm, really, you know, like, energy and, like, yeah, apparently they have a lot of really rich... In the NIL world, like, who knows what that kid got to get there. But I'm telling you, Hassel, like, he... Go watch... He looks... You know how like, when you just watch a guy and you're like, that guy looks like a superstar? We all saw it yeah. when Caleb Williams came in and that Red River shoot. You're like, holy shit, we're, this guy... This guy's got that it factor, but he's also got tape on him now. So let's see, you know what? Let's see how it goes the next few weeks. Kyle wants to know why we aren't talking cyclones today. It's a bye week. What do you want us to say? Here's what I here's what I'll say about the cyclones. This is my kitchen refresh. Oh, okay. Bye week. Don't treat it like a bye week. You hold hold on, can you do this like Dr. Lou? No. Dr. Lou, Dr. Lou, that's Dr. Lou. <laughs> We're not going to treat this like a bye week. This is a get better week. Okay, Cyclones? What's your, don't be going out there, going to the pubs and drinking the beers and having the spirits and all that. So I, I want you guys still under curfew. I don't want you hanging out with your girlfriends. 
I want you studying. I want you eating right, eating healthy, and getting better. Because look, Ohio State's not out there. They're not out there getting better on their bye week. They're out there playing with their girls and, and, and going out partying at the bars. We need to keep this on the straight and narrow because, you know, right now our arrow is pointing straight up. We're 3-1 in conference play. But you take this bye week off and you take that literally as a bye and those other teams going to pass you by, okay? No drinking, no sex, <laughs> no staying out late, no treats, no sweets. No sex? Nothing but good eats. There's your Thanks, cyclone Dr. Lou. for the week. Well done. That was off the cuff. That was not planned. Well done, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, Iowa State's on a bye. And I also, like, I don't feel like we should have to explain it, but, like, the show, we this show isn't, like, 50%, 50%. It's, what's that? Water cooler talk. Guys, you want cyclones? We've got the firmly entrenched. That's all they do. There's no Hawkeyes in that at all. Hawkeyes, you've got your legends and listeners. It's how we built the network. Uh, let's do our circus segment. So we're, I think we're going to go with the Chiefs for Survivor, but I'm, we have a little, this is who we've used in our circus Survivor. We've used the 49ers, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Ravens, and Seahawks. This is by far the trickiest week yet. Yeah. So we, we've had a conversation. The, the, the tricky thing about Circa is that you do double weeks on Thanksgiving and on Christmas Day. So we need to save either the... This is the first time hearing about this. Well, if you, you would have read the rules like everybody <laughs> well, else does... I thought it was just, okay, there's, there's... Why do you think every week I've been saying we're saving the Chiefs for Christmas? Why do you think I've been saying... You've never said that. You've yes, never said that. I have No, you to. haven't. Stop You've it. never said anything about saving the Chiefs for Christmas. So, so we so need either the Chiefs or the Eagles so for on Christmas Day, and, and we're saving Christmas, the Cowboys. No, we're we saving the Cowboys for Thanksgiving. We have to two teams to survive. You have to win 20. We're playing for millions of Will, dollars. Will, uh, Van Wink, Van Wink, did you know this? Van Wink? Uh, the only thing I heard about it was when you had Palm on your uh, picks segment and he mentioned it. And I didn't, I'd yeah, never played million, or Survivor, so I didn't know that until he said it. So we need to so, save the so, Cowboys. So what happens is, I'm reading the fine print yesterday, and it says if you've already used. All the, the the all six teams that are playing on Christmas Christmas Day, you're out. Yeah, that's why we need to save some. I, what? This is all you told me going into this was like, would, would, it's just survive. It's just I'm survive. It wife, doesn't matter. Okay, we don't need to, we don't need to think ahead. Just right now, just survive. Pick the team that we know is going to win, and don't worry about anything else. Yeah, and so that's early what on, I've done. and then it gets more difficult the longer you go. <laughs> So here's our scenario. We need the Chiefs or the Eagles for Christmas. Um, so so that we can use one of them this week. I don't, even though we're going to use the Eagles in our millions to beat the Dolphins, I just don't know if that's a smart survivor play right now. So we could, we could roll with one of those two. Or I, and, and you're a little bit against this, but I would play, if it was just me, I think mm -hmm. I would play the Rams oh, over the Steelers, no. which Steelers terrifies scare you. scare me. I, I hate going against the Steelers because on the surface, yeah. On the surface, it's like, okay, Steelers offense isn't going to be able to keep up with 
Sean McVay's offense. They've got Cooper Cup back. Yeah, they're in there. I feel they're like the Rams home. are trending but, up. But let's, when you dig a little deeper, that's going to be a home game for the Steelers. It's in LA. Home game for the Steelers. Uh, home game Steelers minus the three hour time difference. Have won six straight off the bye. Mike Tomlin. It's stats like that that you have to, with Mike Tomlin, like he doesn't have losing seasons ever. He doesn't lose off the bye. So we're going with the Chiefs. He doesn't lose one possession games. They've won six straight one possession games. So we're going to go with the Chiefs, and then we're I basically d- just going to bet against the Panthers and the rest of the way. I mean, that, all right, we'll go with the Chiefs. I, I'm, I'm just, I, it really scares me. I don't. Even the Chiefs game scares trust me. This Chiefs the Chiefs team game a, scares me. Yeah, I don't I could trust see the them. Chargers going in there and winning. In fact, I. Chargers at plus five and a half is one of the plays I kind of like for millions, to be honest with you. All right, let let's take let's take the Rams. Just we're gonna sit on it for a day. We don't have okay. to have this in just, until because late tomorrow. Yes, I, I just how unless they hold the Rams to ten points, I don't see how the Steelers can can win that game. Their offense is so bad. Matt wants to know if we win Survivor, how many listeners are we flying out to Vegas to celebrate? None, because I'm just going to take my millions and shut this whole thing down and not work again. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Can you explain this to me? I've been trying to corner you for an explanation on Survivor. So we, the bottom line is, if you don't go 20 and 0, you don't get any money. No, I, I believe. From what the way I understand it, it's like it's last man standing. So if if it's week sixteen and everybody's out except yeah, us, and you're still in, you went. You're, you're the survivor. Well, now, then you hedge. Then you hedge. What if you're the, if it's down to the last two, like last yeah. game, and you're a couple teams left, you can hedge. What is that? What do you mean? So what Matt's saying is like, let's say it's you get down to the last three weeks, and we we're gonna take. You know, we're going to take the Bears because we don't have any teams left. What we would do is we would make a side bet against them so that way we're making money either way. So then we don't automatically win, is what you're saying. You wouldn't win the contest, but you could still win money. But you would still make money. Yeah, but this is all way too complex for your simpleton mind. To survive, we win. It's over. Yeah. We don't have this. We're, we're 10 minutes over. I got to get the Jess settles. You got to get to work. We'll have this conversation <laughs> off the air. <laughs> For our millions, like the one that I love this week is the Eagles. I think you're with me. We're just going to go against the Dolphins because everybody loves. And then the other one to me is kind of the Ravens. I just like with the Lions, man, like they've got to come back down to earth at some point. You're going up to Baltimore. Uh, the Lions' two best running backs are out. Like I like the Ravens here. Do you have any that you're like in love with this week? No. I would I play don't. the Bears if it was just me, and I, I know you I, won't do I, it. Who is this backup quarterback? He was he didn't do it anything terrible matter, last week. God, the Raiders suck. Raiders are three and three. We That's freaking more got wins really. Than the Bears have had in two years. The Raiders suck too. The ba- all right. The Bears. You gotta win, you gotta play the these ugly games. That's how you win in, in these types of deals. I really like the Saints tonight for what it's worth. Do you Jaguars? Really? 
I said I like the Saints second. tonight. You went against the Jaguars last week, and we got screwed. Yeah, up. but like again, like what I like to do is when these teams, when everybody thinks they're amazing, bet against them because that's when their value, as far as the book goes, is as high as possible. So you're getting value on but the, the other fa- side. Their value isn't high because we don't know the health of Trevor Lawrence. I think he's playing. I don't know the he, health, but he it looks said like he he's wants playing. to play. But yeah. that's built into the line. I mean, if if Trevor Lawrence was playing, I think they would be. At least a field goal favorite. What's the line? One? Uh, one and a half. It opened at one, so it really hasn't moved. I think they would be a three and a half point favorite if they knew he was healthy. And I would still play the Saints. Well, yeah, if, it's, if the Jags are getting or get, laying three and a half. I think the Saints will win. All right, but whatever. We're not playing the Thursday night game either. We got, screwed, we got screwed going against the Jags last week and going with the Saints last week. And you want to go right back to the world. Yes, absolutely. Double it down. Absolutely. But no, we can't. We're not going to do it because we're not playing the Thursday game. So this is a hard week. I, I've looked at it these. Is. I've looked at these lines a lot. And those are the two games that I really like. So we're we're not submitting yet. We're going to keep we're going to keep thinking about it. And we'll, we'll post a Matt. Can we put them up on social media after we make a after we make our selection? Absolutely. All right. We got to get out of here. Uh, appreciate you all Jeez, watching. 12 minutes over Williams. That's nah, fine. This old. is why we're on the internet. You're keeping Jess Settles waiting. No, I, I, I got a little buffer built in, but not much. All right. Jess Settles, is he one of the most universally... Well, there's going to be Iowa State fans that don't agree, but he's pretty universally not liked. like Jess Settles? He's a great guy. Yeah. Great yeah. analyst. Iowa not icon. hateable. Not hateable at all. Just a, just a salt-of-the-earth guy. And he's a farmer. Yeah, well, that's what I texted him, and, and I was like, hey, when can you do it? He goes, ah, I'm a farmer. I'm flexible. <laughs> All right, appreciate you all. Tell him I said hello. I will do that. Uh, two guys named Chris here in Iowa everywhere. Maddie Van Winkle producing, as always. We will be back on Monday. Iowa everywhere.